SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Tuesday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. 844-843-6879 is the toll-free telephone number. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at OppositePicks. You want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. First hour. Got a little football in there with the Washington Redskins no more as they officially eliminate the Redskins. They don't say what their name is going to be. Everything indicates they want to be the Warriors, but there is a guy, Martin McCauley. Don't know specifically if it's him, but that is a guy in the Washington area that has been accumulating uh, trademark applications anyway, and he has spent some $20,000, and apparently he is uh, fighting to have the Washington Warriors trademark as well. So either the NFL has to pay the guy off or he's got to go away if he's not really using it or the Redskins have to uh, choose another nickname, which uh, leaves us back to Stars and Stripes or the Potatoes slash Redskins, which is still there. NFL's got to figure out what they're going to do with the, the coronavirus stuff as we have more and more athletes and other sports coming down with the virus. It is ultimately a foregone conclusion that the NFL is going to have players come down with this virus as well. I want to know, what what is the protocol? I mean, I can't believe they have to be discussing it, but I want to know when are we going to get NFL players passing and not passing and when is going to be the official okay Oh yes, they will be playing in these upcoming Sunday games. I'd like to know that for sure. A little golf uh, they announced the pairings uh, for this weekend's Memorial, the number one monster pair, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Brooks Koepka. I tell you what, ratings for that will be through the roof, I am sure. And uh, good news, I suppose, from the SEC in that they decided that, uh, at least for now, they are not uh, canceling the upcoming season. And uh, at this point, it's, it's kind of a waiting game for them. As all the ADs uh, spoke yesterday and the commissioner, Greg Sankey, uh, said at this point, we're just kind of going to wait until uh, the end of July to make any kind of decisions on uh, whether it's just a conference-only schedule or anything else. So good news, I suppose. No news is good news from the SEC. More coming up. Big with the Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LeBron James from 
uh, over the weekend talking about why he's bailing out on the cause. Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879. I'm telling you, you know, again, I, I hate using this card. I really, I, <clears throat> I just, I don't use it uh, with some exceptions that I will hear because if a white player said that, uh, I, they would be just crucified. Just, just, I, we've seen it. We, we've seen it with Drew Brees. We've seen it with All Lives Matter. We've seen it with, uh, you know, guerrilla tactics. We've seen it with uh, cotton picking moment. We, we've seen the hypocrisy of it all. And to, to have the biggest voice in sports perhaps out there throwing this opportunity to make a statement away. Using logic, you know, on the surface, it's it sounds all logical. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, if if you take him for his word, which I don't, if you take him for his word, he's echoing what I've said, and that is, you know, kneeling for the national anthem at this point is dopey. You know, putting little slogans on street signs and on basketball courts and on jerseys, while maybe symbolic and nice, but is it really helping the cause? No, it's not. It's not doing a darn thing, quite frankly, except agitating people. So why bother doing it? If it was really for what all LeBron's reasons are true, <clears throat> then it would be okay. But we know that with LeBron because he told you, you know, he's so dopey. He doesn't even realize he's exposing himself, you know, all this stuff about, well, it's not my mission and it's not my goal and I'm looking for bigger and better things. But then he throws the caveat in there of, well, I would have liked to have been part of the process. I had a couple of things in mind. I wasn't asked. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm absolutely okay with that. But, you know, because I wasn't part of the process, all of a sudden it's not my mission and goal anymore. So it's not the words, it's not the slogans, it's not the message. It is, I wasn't invited to be part of the process, and I'm going to take my basketball, and I'm going to go home because I'm a big baby, and if I can't dictate what I want on my jersey, and if I can't even have a say, even if some of those slogans were ones that I'm sure he would have suggested slash approved, if I can't be a part of that approval process, then I'm going home. That's what this is all about, about LeBron. It's not about what he said. As far as being legitimate reasons, it's bigger issues to, to, you know, to deal with versus what's on the back of my jersey. It's not it. It's LeBron being so damn sensitive. He thinks he owns the NBA and that everything, I mean, everything that occurs in the NBA, if it doesn't have his stamp of approval, you know, from his favorite whipping boy, Adam Silver, then you know what? He's not going to take part in it. And I told you yesterday, and I'll tell you again, the NBA, I would think, has got to be pissed off. You know, they they bent over backwards to make this happen, to to give peace, you know, a little figure leaf out to the ball players and say, all right, we're with you, and we're looking for any grief and no issues. You know, you don't stand for the national anthem, or you don't kneel, rather, for the national anthem. Great. You know, we'll allow you to do this. Everything is all honky-dory. Uh, but then LeBron and AD, you know, the two best players on the, you know, arguably best team decide that they're not going to take part. That That has just got to piss off MLB or uh, NBA. It has got to piss off Adam Silver. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, LeBron has never looked lower than him saying these things, him being just a big, big baby. Really, Boy, I tell you what, if you needed a reason to root against LeBron and Anthony Davis, AD better be careful because he went from being one of the darlings of the NBA, kind of like Zion Williamson, to, you know, being dragged through the mud, getting out of New Orleans. He survived that, went to the Lakers, you know, has been able to survive, you know, playing with LeBron, but he's getting drawn, you know, into LeBron's world, which you don't want to do. You, you really don't. So. 
Golf odds are out. And interesting, Bryson DeChambeau is the favorite for the Memorial, according to FanDuel. Looking at him now, 10 to 1. Uh, I, as I told you, I would not bet on a golfer. When you have 150 golfers in the field and you have legitimately, I would say 50, that, it, you know, if not even more, uh, you know, maybe even half the field could legitimately win this thing without it being that much of a surprise. I just I just can't lay American money on a guy getting only 10 to 1. You just can't do it. Justin Thomas is next at 12 to 1. McElroy 14. Can't lay defending champ 15. DJ 17. Morikawa 22. Well, I tell you what, I, you know, that's asking a lot for uh, a young kid to win back-to-back tournaments, but this guy has been on absolute fire. You know, now him at 22 to 1. I generally look at at least 15 to 1. Uh, and really, that is my bare minimum. Uh, give me a guy at 15 to 1 or better. So Morikawa at 22 is actually pretty good. John Rahm, 22. Matsuyama, 25. Still no Tiger Woods. Victor Hovland, 25. Webb Simpson, 25. And there's good old Tiger, according to FanDuel anyway, at 27 to 1. Kepka's uh, 28 to 1. That's not too bad. Well, you could get a, a threesome of Red Hot Morikawa at 22, uh, Brooks Kepka, who's always obviously dangerous at 28, and uh, don't even get me started with Ricky Fowler. Where is uh, Spieth? He's got to be in this somewhere along the line. Boy, is Jordan Spieth just falling off the map, unless he's not in this tournament. I don't see him. He can't be playing in this tournament. Don't know why he would skip this one. But just glancing over the odds, I don't see him at all. So I'm guessing he's out. All right, so he wouldn't be part of the big three. But then if you want to throw Ricky Fowler in there at 40 to 1. Oh, there he is, Jordan Speed, 70 to 1. Holy fudge. Jordan Speed is 70 to 1. We've been playing him, and we're going to continue to play him. But I, it's not a good sign when the odds go the other way. It really isn't. How about a, you know? How about this little uh, threesome? Jordan Spieth seventy to one. Sergio Garcia seventy to one, and Tony Finau at sixty-five to one. I'll take my chances with those guys. Where's uh, Mickelson? Mickelson's Mickelson's hundred and fifty to one. I mean, if you ever needed another example of how golf is just so, 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 so wide open, you know, you're getting Mickelson at 150 to one. Matthew Wolf was pretty good. He's been on the leaderboard a couple of tournaments since they resumed play. He's 150 to one. Kevin Na, who blew one of the tournaments uh, two weeks ago, he's 150 to one. Man, you're getting like, that's like getting the Seattle Seagirls, the Dallas Cowgirls, and the, uh, you know, maybe Pittsburgh Steelers at like 150 to 1. You know, maybe not the absolute, absolute, absolute favorites to win it all. But, you know, three monster guys slash teams that figure to be in the postseason uh, with the NFL reference at, and getting 150 to 1 odds. Wow. Well, I tell you, that is so enticing. That is. But again, one thing to have 150 to 1 odds when there's, you know, five teams that are capable of winning, but 150 to 1 odds when you have 75 people that are capable of winning aren't, you know, so good. But it's still 
Well, you hit a bullseye. That's why you got to play three guys and, and, and would continue to play them all season long. Bagels and Bad Beats, 844-843-6879. You're truly Scott Woodson sitting in uh, until the top of the hour, 7 a.m. Uh, more coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That is, uh, that, that's great. I, that cut will never get old. That, remember, Chris Carter back in 2014 talking at the NFL Rookie Symposium, telling the guys that if you're going to, you know, get in trouble, make sure you get in trouble with the crew member that's going to be the fall guy. He'll take the fall. He'll be the one that gets the blame. You know, marijuana found in the car, it's his. You know, drugs found in the car, it's his. Alcohol someone's drinking, it's him. You know, someone's go screwing around with a hooker. It was him. You know, he's he's the fall guy. That's what Chris Carter was telling these rookie players. What a dope. Oh, goodness gracious. He survived it, though. You know, give him credit for that. He was able to survive that. But I bring it up only because, you know, does, does the NBA player not realize? Maybe it was too long ago. You know, that, that was six, seven years ago, 2014. But, you know, the NBA team, you got to get a fall guy. You know, you got to listen to Chris Carter here. You know, his message was good. It's a little late or it's a little early, actually. But, you know, Sacramento Queens don't don't have your leading center who averages double digit points and damn near double digits and rebounds with eight. Go get the delivery guy. Yeah, go get a full guy. You got to get you got to be like the Houston Rockets. Go get a Bruno Caboclo or whatever Fudge's name is. Go get some stiff who's never going to see the light of day. You know, we all order. What are you? like? What a, the Queens are just the Queens. Boy, what a dopey, dummy organization. Man, everything they do is stupid, whether it's on the court, off the court, everything else, trying to get a new stadium. My goodness, you don't get your starting center to order the food. You go get number 15 on the bench. You know, we all put your order in and tell Joe Schmo, hey, listen, Joe, there's a reason why you're on the team, all right? It's not because you have NBA talent. You're not any good. You suck. So do us all a favor. You're going to be the fall guy. You're going to be Chris Carter's boy, all right? We're going to put the order in. You go downstairs. You go pick it up because if you get caught, it's no big deal. You know what? We'll replace you, but at least we'll have our food for the night. You don't send the starting center down there. Come on, Sacramento. Get with the program. Did you not hear Chris Carter six, seven years ago? Get the fall guy. You know, it's like Saturday night when you're a kid. Someone's got to be the designated driver. You know, we're not dumb enough to all go out and get drunk and drive home. Somebody, whether it's on a rotating basis, let's go find the nerd who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs. We're going to befriend him like he's the greatest guy in the world. But in reality, all we really want him to do is drive us home. And let's go get that guy. That's the same thing. You know, who's buying the roids for NFL teams? You know, you think the, you know, Pat Mahomes is buying roids? You think Chris Jones is buying roids for Kansas City? You think Tom Brady's buying the roids for the New England Patriots? No, of course not. Get the guy who's an absolute nobody. Get my uh, brother or cousin-in-law, whatever the fudge he is. Uh, You know, you go get him. You you get the the fourth uh, string tight end. That's what you get. And this way, if he gets caught, no big deal. We can replace you. We're gonna pay you though for the doing the you know the due deed, the due 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 the diligence. But you don't get the star player to go get the roids. You get the designated gopher. 
Jeez, do I have to learn you everything according to Archie Bunker? God, Sacramento, what a bunch of bozos. I mean, just really, what a bunch of dopes. Rishon. First of all, get a real first name. What is that, Rishon? R-I-C. Is it Rich? Is it Richard? You know? Rashawn. Okay. Rashawn, you know what? Go get the backup center. Go get the third string center. Right? Go get the fifth string point guard. Go get a trainer, for goodness sakes. Don't you go downstairs and get the food. Get the fall guy. Listen to Chris Carter. 844-843-6879. I don't understand this. You know, listen, we're all a little cocky. You know, we all think we're the greatest thing in, since, in sliced bread. Uh, you'll never convince me there's a better sports talk show host than me. It's just, it is. There could be, but you know what? We all we all have our confidence levels. I, I get that. But I don't understand why a quarterback like JT Daniels would go from the hot, you know, from the pot to the frying pan, in, in essence. Uh, who is he, you may ask? Well, he's a USC quarterback, or at least was. Got hurt, lost his starting job uh, to the Slovis kid, who's actually looking like he's going to be a pretty good player. He realizes that and says, you know what? I'm not playing again at USC. I, I could sit here and ride the bench for two and a half seasons and ruin my college career, or I can get the fudge out of here. So, you know, it, it's 2020. Yesteryear, they would say, okay, I'm going to ride the bench. You know, uh, it is what it is, but not anymore. These kids all think they're all NFL players, and that, that's all fine. That's where the confidence level comes into play. So he's saying he's going to get out of USC, and he's going to go to another school where he could start. So he decides he's going to go to Georgia. And I've seen this happen a thousand times. Boy, I, you, you want to tell me that guys aren't getting paid? You know, I don't believe it. I don't, whether it's the player, whether it's the family, whether it's the neighbor, uh, whatever the case may be, call up Zion, figure out how it's done. But somebody is getting paid because some of these transfers just don't make any sense to me. In the case of JT Daniels, you know, he was granted immediate eligibility by the NCAA, meaning he doesn't have to sit out a year. So that's that's a good thing for him. So he's going to transfer to the University of Georgia. So what's the big deal? Scott? good program, win a national championship, perhaps, but okay. But they already, the University of Georgia, have the Wake Forest graduate transfer, Jamie Newman, who on the surface, oh, Wake Forest quarterback, he sucks. No, he's actually pretty good, to tell you the truth. I don't know if he's an NFL talent, but he's actually pretty good and was good at Wake Forest. And maybe with better surroundings, i.e. Daniel Jones uh, with the New York Giants, you can find out he's actually real good. Uh, so I don't understand why a guy like JT Daniels who was a five-star recruit and had some success at USC. But I don't know if he lost his job to a kid that he may think he's better than. Why go to a school that already has at least one, and they also have a big-time recruit that they just signed at the University of Georgia, and get right back into the frying pan? Wouldn't you go to a school that absolutely positively is guaranteeing you a starting job you know, if, if you like Georgia, how about Georgia Tech? You know, or how about uh, another school in the SEC or ACC? I mean, there are a zillion schools. How about go to a one double A, if you will, school where you know you will be the starter and you get an opportunity to shine? I mean, there's enough quarterbacks around the NFL, you know, whether it's Carson Wentz or whoever the case may be. You don't have to go to a football factory to get noticed to be an NFL player. So I, I just don't understand, you know, if you lost your starting job at USC, 
Why would you go to another school where you're going to really legitimately have to win a starting job? You, you can risk that as a freshman because you have four years of eligibility. But as a sophomore, and you only really have two more years left, you can't risk going to a school where you're going to sit the bench again. So I just, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I get it. You could be as confident as confident can be, but it's just, I, I'd like to sit him down. What did Georgia tell you that you don't think they told Jamie Newman, who has no years left of eligibility? You know, he's a, he's a graduate transfer, so he's got one year left. What do you think they told Newman? to get him to transfer from Wake Forest to Georgia. That, hey, listen, we're going to bring five other quarterbacks in. We're going to bring a five-star high school recruit in like they did. And we're going to bring uh, JT Daniels, a former five-star recruit from USC in. And you're going to compete with him. You think that would make this guy, Jamie Newman, transfer to Georgia? Kind of doubted. Kind of doubted. I think they probably told him, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, you're going to be our starting quarterback next year. We may bring in a high school, you know, big-time player. But that's no concern of yours. You only have one year left. So they probably made all these promises to Newman. They probably made all these promises to the high school kid they recruited. Now they're making the same promises to JT Daniels. I mean, doesn't sooner or later, doesn't someone say, well, what am I doing? Uh, I'm not going to win this starting job. I, I could be the best, uh, you know, but I may not get along with the quarterback's coach. I, you know, the offensive coordinator may not like me. I, I may have a bad day. And all of a sudden that's going to switch the pendulum to somebody else. And I'll never get, get the starting job. I just, I see this all the time, but I just wonder why, you know, you, you want to think everything is on the up and up, but it just doesn't make any sense why a quarterback in particular, not a position where you could rotate guys, but generally a position where you play and that's it, would do this. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm telling you there's got to be more to this story than meets the eye. It just has to. No one can be that confident. And I don't, listen, Drew Brees, I get. Greg Olson, I don't. Fox Sports signed uh, Greg Olson, who signed with the Seattle Seahawks, one-year contract, so he's not uh, retired yet. Uh, but he signed with Fox Sports to become an analyst on the network's broadcast team, supposedly the number two team with Kevin Burkhart. Um, I understand why NBC would sign Drew Brees up, future Hall of Famer, you know, great quarterback and everything else. You, you want to lock him in because you're afraid he's going to go to, to some other network. So even though he's still playing, you know, we have him under contract, so no big deal. But I don't quite understand why Fox would feel so impelled to do that, uh, inclined to do that with Greg Olson. I mean, no offense. Now, I did watch a couple of games Olson did last year when he was hurt. He was he was pretty good. You know, he, he was okay. He wasn't, uh, you know, Booger McFarland, but he was, you know, he was actually pretty good. But it's still Greg Olson. You know, there has to be other players in the NFL that could be game analysts that you wouldn't have to necessarily lock in Greg Olson one year, maybe even two years in advance, because supposedly he's considering on playing even next year. And this won't be his last season. So that's, uh, again, Breeze, I get. Greg Olson? Mm, I don't get. You know what that tells you? That tells you, boy, there are a lot of mental midgets in the NFL that if they have to lock in Greg Olson maybe two years in advance, they, there must not be that many people in the NFL that can really spell Caterpillar spot on the C and the D. It's really embarrassing for the league. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday, 844-843-6879. More coming up. Scott Wetzel on a Tuesday morning.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The SportsGrid Network. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. I feel like we're following all protocols. Um, we have not had any other positive tests. Um, you know, we, we've adhered to all the contact tracing things. Um, so we feel like, you know, we've handled it and are, are handling it. And again, you know, this is something that even moving forward, you know, a positive test is probably going to come our way. And it's about doing all the things that hopefully as a whole keep us safe and, and healthy. Um, but right now we feel like um, we're doing a good job in here of, of, of managing. Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Tuesday, 41 minutes past the hour. Aaron Boone, manager of the New York Stankies, uh, anticipating some coronavirus, as he did get with Aroldis Chapman. And we'll see, you know, what uh, that entails, whether it stops with him or was he around teammates where it's going to, you know, spread amongst the club. And all of a sudden, this uh, great Stanky absolute championship, at least in the American League, is no longer so automatic. Uh, Yes. Definitely, definitely. How about uh, Supermarket Sweep was another halfway decent one. Mm, You know, I'm looking at a list right here. The Dating Game, not too bad. Truth or Consequences, pretty good. My all-time, all-time favorite, though, was the Newlywed Game. Uh, Although, I tell you, uh, Treasure Hunt with with Bill Edwards was, I think it was Bill Edwards? I think it was Bill Edwards. Did he do that one? Maybe not. But I, I, I did like that where they had like 35 boxes on a stage and you picked a box. And you were going for $25,000, I think it was. That was like the big time prize. Remember the prize? It was a bunch of other ones. Um, is that it? Is that the... Is that Treasure Hunt? I forget the theme song. That's the Newlywood game? Oh, with Bob Eubanks. Uh, all-time classic scene. <clears throat> probably one of the... Probably the greatest scene in TV game show history. You know, the newlywed game, they would have these supposed newlyweds come on, and then they would take the male, go off the, take them off the stage and ask the female question, and then they would uh, go vice versa. So they asked the, the guys, you know, where's the craziest spot you've had sex? You know, and they always throw these little words in there. They wouldn't say sex. They, you know, they would call it all these goofy little words, right? So guy says, uh, yeah, in the kitchen. So then they bring the wife back on. And... <laughs> They ask her, where's the craziest place you did whoopee? I think uh, he, he called Bob Eubanks. You know, instead of saying an actual place, you have it? Wow, how good are you, Chris? Uh, here, I hear it apparently is. Uh, Just tell me where place. specifically is the weirdest place that you personally, girls, have ever gotten the urge to make whoopee? Olga? <laughs> um. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, that was 
is hilarious. Uh, so she didn't say in the kitchen or the bedroom. She gave a specific body part. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. I, I, I think I actually remember watching that. You know when it actually occurred. You know they they bleeded it all out and everything. They didn't. Uh, you know it's not a live show. But how funny is that? Uh, that was hilarious. I tell you, I think two of my full time favorite shows: All the Family and and the Newlywed Game. That shows you my mentality. Both are just you know constant laughter. You know, uh, and really that problem that was. More than any other game show, as we go down memory lane here with yours truly, you know, my TV slash radio broadcasting career started as a kid watching game shows. And I think the Newlywood game was the first show that I really uh, got got hooked on. Uh, that was funny. It really was. All right. eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Mark in Las Vegas. Mark, welcome to Vegas and Bad Beats. Scotty, wonderful. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Mark. How are you? Are you in Vegas? Or are you traveling around uh, delivering some goods, uh, making America run? Actually, I'm traveling. Uh, went to the Midwest this week. Um, I'm off of my regular run from Vegas to uh, SoCal. And tonight I'm actually delivering some dog food to California. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you. You think we're all truckers. I'm sure you've seen Sopranos and uh, Goodfellows, uh, you know, a number of times. You know, does that stuff happen anymore? Do you, you know, as you're driving down Route 80, uh, do you get a couple of guys that pull you over, you know, or you go in a local diner and all of a sudden you come out and all your products are gone? Does that stuff uh, occur anymore? Hopefully not. Uh, not as much as uh, you might think. I mean, sure, there's probably some hot spots. Maybe near the coast, you know, like in you know East Coast and the uh, and the West Coast, but in the Midwest and the middle of the countries, not as much. I mean, I still hear some stuff around, you know, maybe New Jersey, New York, stuff like that. But no, I've never really had any issues. I always try to keep everything locked up, and you know, I'm pretty safe on what I'm doing. I would say more towards the coastline. Okay. What would what would someone do? You just go you call your bosses and say, "Listen, I went in for a bite to eat. I came back and my truck is gone or my products are gone." I mean, I, I don't know what you know what you would tell your bosses on why your pride would they hold you accountable? Well, you know, I'm sure there's insurance though on all that stuff, right? Well, yeah, there'd be insurance, and uh, I mean, nowadays everything's got a GPS on it, so that uh, wouldn't yeah. be too hard unless the person uh, you know knows how to dis- disable it. Then yeah, it'd be kind of kind of easy to find. And with all these way stations, they got checkpoints a lot of the main highways. I mean, if the guy is stupid enough to go through there, you know, it's a little bit more detailed compared to the times of the Goodfellas and and the Sopranos and stuff, you know. But, okay, that's good. Hey, uh, you were talking about yeah, so we're we're good out here, but that doesn't mean that people don't bring. Uh, you know, little security anyway, you know, a little buck yeah. knife here, a little buck shot over here. So not to say it doesn't happen. Right. But, hey, you oh, were talking about golf a little bit earlier. About, yep. Yeah. You are talking about golf. What about betting, you know, with those odds that you saw that you, that you put out there, 10 to 1, 25 to 1, what about a, just a $10 bet? You know, throw down 50 bucks for five players. And, I mean, you know, you got those double-digit odds. I mean, that almost a little bit tempting there. 
Yeah, that, that, that's what we're kind of doing this year. I, I started that. I picked three guys, and I'm going to try and be consistent with all three and just play them. I mean, you know, you don't have to use the same three, but, you know, it, you, that's what you need to do, though, Mark. You got to pick three or four or, or five even. You're right. I mean, because at – at 50 plus to one odds, I mean, you just need that to hit, you know, one of those guys to hit, you know, once every five weeks if you can, and you're still going to win money. So that's, yeah, to think you're going to hit an absolute bullseye, unless it just happens to be your favorite golfer and you play that guy every single week. I mean, who's got time to analyze these things? I mean, because again, there's 50 zillion golfers that could win this stuff. That these tournament, these uh, these golf courses are so short, or the players have gotten so good that you know used to be okay. A long driver was set up to do well this tournament, and a short game guy was set up to do well this tournament, and a putter was set up to do well this tournament. So you can kind of isolate a little bit, but nowadays, I, you know, you really can't even do that. Not not as much as you used to, anyway. So yeah, that that's what you have to do. You pick four or five guys, you know, ten bucks each, even. You know, if you hit one of them, you're going to gross 500 and, and you lose the 40 bucks on the other ones, but you're still netting, you know, $450. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Hey, one more question before we go. Looks like you're going to wrap up shop here. But um, as far as the Lakers go, is, is LeBron James retired yet? Uh, no, not yet. I don't know when LeBron's going to retire. Yeah. No, Marty. Yeah, I'd appreciate the phone call, bud. You keep driving and stay safe. Oh. And stay safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, buddy. Later. All right, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah. Listen, he probably, dare I say it, you know, especially if he wins this year, because now he's going to have four. And we all may put asterisks next to this championship if we won. But the bottom line is LeBron, you know, is not. And the one thing we got out of that the statement from uh, that we played earlier about him not wanting to put any message on the back of his uniform he is as focused as focused can be. He doesn't want any distractions. And he knows, you know, he's, listen, he's not an idiot. You know, he's a bozo in my world, but he's not an idiot. He knows that it's going to be the teams that are going to be absolutely positively focused that are going to win. You know, it's not going to be the team necessarily with the most talent. You know, Denver or Toronto or the Celtics or the Bucks or, you know, whatever the case may be, may have more talent especially with Rondo not playing and, and a Dwight Howard whose head may not really be there for the Lakers uh, that will would have more talent than L.A. But LeBron knows two things. It's, it's going to be the team that's going to be focused and you're going to want to stomp on these teams. You know, you get a team down two games to none. That series is basically over. I don't think there's going to be any playoff team that is going to rally from a 2 nothing deficit. It's not like, okay, we lost the first two games at home. Now we're going to go back to our – or on the road, rather. Now we're going to go back to our place, and, and we're going to win game three. You know, they're all being played at the same site, so same facility. So there, there is no gaining momentum with the hometown teams. You get down two games to none, you know your season is basically done. These teams don't want to be there anyway. So LeBron is going to be going for the kill and play as few games as possible, and he is going to be super, super focused because he sees a gift opportunity here. You know, Lakers were in a position anyway, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it looked like for sure the season was going to end with no champion, and he's been given a gift by the NBA to resume the season, and he is going to take this absolutely positively seriously. So um, if he wins a fourth championship, that's going to put him that much closer to Michael Jordan's six. 
And, uh, you know, with Anthony Davis re-signing, I would assume, with the Lakers this offseason, you know, he's sitting on an opportunity here where he knows legitimately he's going to be contending for a championship over the next five years. You know, and it's not just because of his greatness. It's because he's got AD and he's going to have a supporting cast around him. So, anyway, to make a long story short, he's not going anywhere. He he is not. I, I would be surprised unless he had a golden opportunity to, to buy a team or something along those lines. Um, you know, throw his son in there if he thinks he has an opportunity to play basketball with his son. No doubt he'd love to be able to do that. So, no, he's he's uh, he's not he's not going anywhere. You know, it's funny, though. It shows the uh, the weakness or the lack of personality slash depth the NBA player has. You know what their bigger biggest issue was or one of their biggest issues that they were pissed off about, you know, sitting at home. Sitting in a hotel room, you know, dealing with lousy food, maybe according to them, dealing with lousy surroundings, according to them, you know, dealing with not having a happy hookers come visit them, you know, nah, not, not all that stuff. You know, it's a pain, but yeah, they'll, they'll deal with it. They were upset that they were being asked to put their game uniforms on in their hotel room. This way, they wouldn't bring their clothes and everything else to the gym facilities where everyone is sharing them. And, you know, maybe spread the virus. They really, you know, the NBA said, listen, just get dressed in your hotel room. This way, we're just going to cut down on, you know, people interacting, whether even if it's just putting clothes on a, in a, a locker or whatever. So the NBA player was pissed at that because they wanted to go to the game in their own clothing. This way they could walk the walk from the team bus to the locker room. You know how they've done that now and Westbrook and, and, and all the others have seemed to use this as a fashion walk for them? Well, that's what they're upset about. That, believe it or not, that, that is one of the things they were so pissed off about that the NBA said, all right, fine, go ahead. You can get dressed at the facility. You don't have to get dressed in the hotel room. Boy, oh boy, you talk about pampered, basically. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. have time to uh, delve into too much first up baseball st louis reliever jordan hicks is opting out of the upcoming season citing pre-existing health concerns he's a type 1 diabetes guy so uh, he figures that's too dangerous on the other side of the equation victor oladipo who earlier had said he was leaning towards not participating in the upcoming uh, resumption of the nba season is now having a second uh, thought about that and uh, may, in fact, take part in uh, some of the scrimmages down in Orlando. So that would be good news for Indiana Pacer fans. According to uh, WREG in Memphis, not sure uh, if that's a TV or radio station, two guys got into, two cousins, as a matter of fact, got into a fight over Tim Hardaway uh, and whether um, he's any good or not, Penny Hardaway, excuse me, on whether he's any good and should be the head coach of uh, the University of Memphis there, which, you know, listen, uh, one guy was punched in the face, a cousin. Another guy pulled out a gun, shot him in the chest. I mean, these are cousins fighting over Penny Hardaway. 
Memphis is a tough, tough city. I, I, I've been there probably 15 years ago, and it was tough then. I'm sure it's not gotten any better. Memphis Blues for sure. Oh, yeah. Elvis will be rolling over in his grave if he would have saw you know where his place is now. It's in the middle of the dumps, just absolute dumps. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez, you know, continue to put on this farce that they're looking to buy the Mets. Four-letter network is reporting that Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, Brian Erlacher, DeMarco Murray, Joe Thomas, uh, Bradley Beal, and Mason Plumley are all chipping in. Never going to happen. It's, it is not going to happen. And uh, the Dallas Cowgirls apparently given up hope on getting a uh, suspended defensive lineman, Randy Gregory back. They'd hoped he would, but it doesn't appear so. Hey, great job by the phone callers, the emailers, and the tweeters. We will do it all again tomorrow right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Happy yourselves a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.